Welcome to Socialette, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in launching and online marketing. I'm your host, Steph Taylor, and I'm a corporate dropout turned launch strategist, helping you launch your digital products simply and successfully so you can reach more people, grow your audience, and become the go-to brand in your space. Want to swipe my signature launch framework? Download my free ebook, The Complete Roadmap for a Killer Launch at stephtaylor.co forward slash roadmap. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Hey, welcome back to Socialette. This is episode 253. Now, I'm a big believer that when you're launching, you need to have a launch event of some kind during your launch. This is because a launch event works so well to kickstart your sales. Now, I won't dive into exactly how a launch event kickstarts your sales um, in this episode. I will save that for a future episode. But in today's episode, I'm going to look at what kind of launch event you should do. So whether that's a webinar, a challenge, a video series, like the big idea, right, is that a big focus of the last few weeks of your pre-launch is to get people to sign up for this this launch event. Okay. But how can you decide what type of launch event to do? So let's have a look now. Let's look at some of the pros and cons of the most popular types of launch events. First up, webinars. Now, webinars are my favorite way to launch because they work. Oh my goodness. When you follow a proper strategy for your webinar, they convert like nothing else. Seriously, like I love doing them as well. <laughs> so anyway, that's the first First pro. They're also they're also way easier to automate than a challenge. So meaning that once you've launched a few times, you can actually pre-record your webinar and put it on autopilot and then sell your course or your membership or your ebook or whatever it is on autopilot. I also love that webinars foster a sense of community. Now, if you have the comments on and people can interact with each other, they feel like, you know, like there's other people in the same boat as them, and that's pretty cool. Webinars also provide really great social proof. Now, for example, when you're selling a course or a membership or something and somebody buys one at the end of your webinar and they comment in the chat box saying that they've just purchased your course or your membership, that is amazing social proof. That signals to the other people who are attending that they should be buying your online course as well. But okay, on the flip side, there are a few cons. Now, because it's live, there's obviously a few things that can go wrong tech-wise. I've had issues in the past, but you know what? Like, it's all good. You recover from the tech glitches and all of that, okay? Um, because it's live, I know a lot of you struggle with the fear of doing a webinar and being live in front of your audience. And yep, I used to do that as well. But honestly, the more you do them, the easier it becomes. And you, I find that you get a lot better at public speaking as a result because you're basically speaking to an audience. Even though you can't see them in front of you, they're there and they're watching you. And like, it's scary, but it's cool. Also, if you feel uncomfortable selling on a webinar, then your audience is going to be able to tell. Now, I had this the first few times that I did a webinar. They still converted. They just didn't convert as well as they could have. But basically, I was so scared of selling to my audience on this webinar that I just rushed through my sales pitch, didn't really give it much attention, and it didn't like it could have done a lot better, right? 
Another con is that there is a little bit of tech to piece together and figure out, but once you get the hang of it, it's not that bad. But honestly, like tech is one big reason why I decided to add a mentoring component to my launch strategy packages because I know a lot of people get stuck setting up the tech side. So when they have access to me via Voxer and via our monthly one-on-one mentoring calls, they can ask me all of the questions. I can screen share and show them how I'm doing things, how to set things up. Like it's super easy, right? And they can act, they can box a voice message me at any time when they get stuck on the tech. Okay. So the next type of launch event I'm going to look at is challenges. Now it's been a while since I've done a challenge launch in my own business, probably about a year or so. Challenges when they're done properly work really well, but often they're not. And this results in a lot of people completing the challenge. What I see a lot of people doing wrong with challenges is they feel like they just have to provide so much content. So people go to day one of the challenge, they can't finish the content, they can't complete the exercises from day one, and then they don't show up for day two. And because they didn't show up for day two, then they don't show up for day three, right? And because they didn't show up for day three, they're not ready in that position to buy your online course or your membership. Anyway, so the pros of running a challenge is you don't need any fancy tech. All you need is a Facebook group, right? And a webcam to record yourself going live. I know. I know a lot of you don't want to go live, but if you can, that helps a lot. Another pro is that if you're in the Facebook group every day going live, engaging with your audience, you can get a really engaged community going, right? Which then gets people to show up every day for the challenge and increases the chances of them buying. And even if they don't buy your online course or your membership straight off the back of your challenge, because they've had that interaction with you for a couple of days in a row, they're now much warmer of an audience. They're much more likely to buy from you in the future. Because you're doing your sales pitch on the last day of the challenge, this is another pro of a challenge, by the way, you can adapt it and you can refine your sales pitch during the challenge based on what participants want and need. So the questions that they're asking, what they're saying in the group, all of that. And then that way, when you launch your product, they feel like it was custom made for them and their problems. But okay, so it does have, running a challenge does have a couple of cons. So firstly, retention can be a real issue. Like I mentioned, people do drop off every day. If you don't get 100% of the people who signed up completing day three or day five or whatever, don't stress because that is completely normal. People have busy lives. They sign up for challenges and then they never complete them. I mean, think of how many challenges you might have signed up for and not completed. This is exactly the same. Now, you'll also need to block out in your calendar a significant chunk of time each day because really like when you're running a challenge, people are going to be asking questions in the group. And honestly, I found like one of the things that influences how well a challenge works is how engaged you are with your audience, right? You need to be in that group, building that connection, encouraging engagement, all of that. The best challenges that I've been in work because everyone's in the community feeding off that atmosphere, right? Another con of running a challenge is there tends to be a lot less urgency to buy than in a webinar, right? Because when somebody's in a webinar and you're offering a fast action bonus, so a bonus when they purchase before the end of the webinar, that's a lot of urgency, right? They have like maybe half an hour to act, right? 
But in a challenge, they you can't really offer that same kind of fast action. It might be a 24-hour bonus, which isn't quite the same as offering a bonus that's only available for half an hour. Now, let's look at the next type, video series. Now, a video series is kind of similar to a challenge, but what I... What I guess the big differentiating thing is, is it tends to be like on a standalone page rather than in a Facebook group. And usually it's not consecutive days. So you might have a few days in between each video and the videos tend to be pre-recorded rather than live in the Facebook group. You probably will find there aren't as many like worksheets and supporting things as well. Okay. Now, I guess one of the cons of a video series is you miss out on the community aspect, but you can always create a pop-up Facebook group to go with it. That's something you can do. Now, pros of a video series, super easy to set up, really. Like you can host it on your existing website, just send a link to your email list each time you release a new video in the series. Once you know that that video series converts, you can automate it pretty quickly, pretty easily. Another pro is that you don't have to show up live. Now, for some of you, this is going to be a pretty big pro, especially if going live is something that absolutely terrifies the pants off of you. Although I would like, I, I would always suggest that you work through that fear of going live. You push through it and just give it a crack because nobody loves or nobody loved going live the first time they went live, right? It's something we learn to do over time. We get more comfortable with it and it gets easier. Trust me. Now, another pro of a video series is you can run it over a longer time period than a challenge so that they get like two to three days to watch and complete each video rather than having only one day to complete it. Some of the cons of a video series. Now, there tends to be a lot less urgency to buy than there is in a webinar. It also misses the community aspect, like I mentioned before, which means that people can lose interest a lot quicker and then you're missing out on that social proof element as well. Also, people feel like they can just watch the videos whenever, which means that there's no real like urgency for them to get around to watching them. So I guess one way you could get around this is to add an expiry date for each video. Ultimately, I know I've looked at three different ones. There are other ways you can launch it, but ultimately the best launch event for you is the one that you feel most comfortable with. Like your first webinar is not going to be amazing. And that's totally okay because you learn, you get better with practice. That is this magical thing about running a business. Okay. We can practice, 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 and Things don't have to be perfect the first time around, seriously. So anyway, if you're scared of doing a webinar because you don't, you want it to be perfect and you don't think you can make it perfect, don't stress about making it perfect, okay? You could even consider doing a combination of launch events. Like my first ever course launch was a challenge with a webinar then at the end. And that converted really well. I loved that. So anyway, there you have it. Three different launch events that you can do and how to pick the best one for yourself. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Make sure you pop on over to stephtaylor.co forward slash roadmap to download my free roadmap for a killer launch. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And if you're enjoying this podcast so far, I'd love a quick rating in Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Catch you next time. 